What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam, I know it all, Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports with wacky ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going going very well. Sitting at a comfortable six feet from you this week, which yeah, is which watch is those COVID nice. protocols, well. Exactly. We're masked yeah. up inside. Not really. Have you recently seen any videos of like 2020 baseball games? Yeah, it's I, I, so weird. It is weird. It's like the empty stadiums. I watched a home. Someone, I think I watched an Acuna home run from 2020, like a couple weeks ago. For some reason, it popped up on Twitter, and it's just like to no one. There's just no one in the in the outfield, yeah. and he's running. And then when he gets back, you just see all these cutouts just sitting behind, you know, doing nothing. It was so strange, but we were so Very happy strange. to have it. It but, was so, yeah. I mean, I, I was only I only happened across it because I was kind of looking at Marcel Ozuna's like career stat line throughout the year and i saw that 338 average in 2020 yeah he hit like his first of yeah like a five now his third year slugging percentage or yeah something. no he, yeah. he was unbelievable but those were strange times graham they were strange times glad to be on the other side really glad to not be dealing with that shit anymore but still good to have some distance every now and then you know of course so we gotta remind ourselves always that covid happened in some respect appreciate what you got now yeah indeed um well, the last time we talked at him was the night of the big game against the Mets. And we know why it was big is because Chipper, Smoltz, Glavin, and Frenchie were in the booth together. That's why it was such a big game. I wish I had watched more of that game because that, that was the night we recorded. So we kind of missed the first half of the game. And then, uh, I don't know, we, we do we play Madden 2005 after all our podcasts. Of course. Yeah. So we missed that part of the game as well but it seems like the broadcast was epic and like from what what i saw towards the end of the game it was just very entertaining yeah and it's been fun to look back at some of the clips of those guys and it's like it's cool to see smoltz not on a national broadcast being a complete dick towards the braves it's kind of just being a little more who he probably really is being a total homer and yeah it was really um, it was nice. Chipper was a little serious though, which was kind of funny. He was he was kind of like breaking down shit the most, and it felt like the rest of them were just partying. Even though Chipper was partying too, but Chipper was really getting into people's swings and whatnot, which I liked. Well, Chipper's probably also auditioning a little bit more, yeah. to be like a play by like all those other guys are already doing it. But for sure, like you know, Glavin's been doing part time games for the Braves for years now. So I mean, I don't think he wants to do anything else other than that. We know Smoltz does the Saturday night. Big Fox game of the week, whichever is in the biggest market is the game he's doing. He does the World Series. So, yeah, Frank Core has been with the Braves. Um, it was cool not having, like, a uh, traditional play-by-play man, though. So Brandon Gauden wasn't there. And so they kind of, like, Frank Core kind of manned, for the most part, the play-by-play. But it was, uh, it, was, it was a really cool idea. It was very nostalgic. I remember going home after, you know, we wrapped up and just – it was, like, the fifth or sixth inning. I was like, ah. Oh. This is fun, even though like we were down nine to five at that point. I was like, gotta watch, you know, I gotta watch this. Did, did you see the video of the? It was the, they did the stat cast of Tom Clavin's only home run. No, I missed that one. <laughs> it was classic. It it showed it's like, you know that that stat cast technology wasn't a thing back in back in his day, and it shows the ballpark and the trajectory of this home run, and it's just so low <laughs> and loopy. Yeah, 
And like, just, velocity, it just like 50 miles an it hour. It just looks so weak. Yeah. And then you're showing it on the field. I think they did it for Chua's Park, and it comes landing uh, like on the warning track. Mm-hmm. And then they show that it would have been a home run in one out of 30 ballparks currently. <laughs> <laughs> so Hilarious. They're just giving him a hard time. And yeah. Smoltz is like, well, I was the power guy, you know. So Yeah. They, um, yeah, those three, Smoltz, Glavitt, and Maddox always just were so funny talking about their hitting. Yeah, Mad Dog called in, which was cool as well. He was on there for a little bit. Then we had um, John, I, you know, I saw this on Twitter, but the pregame, John Smoltz was wearing like a wig. Um, and they're all standing together. And so you knew at that point it was going to be very silly. Like there was yeah. gonna be, it was not going to be serious at all. And they were having such a good time calling home runs. They were calling it like it was the uh, – the old White Sox announcer going, you can put it on the board, yes. They were just having a Were they actually time. drinking? I think so. They yelled, pour another crown from yeah, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Larry was getting after his crown, apparently, uh, crown royal. And, uh, yeah, it was it was super fun broadcast. I hope they can do that again. I hope they can, they can afford to do that again. I'm sure that was uh, pricey. But everybody, there was not a Braves fan out there that didn't love that. So, Well, and not to mention it was, like, the most epic game yeah you like could what, possibly have so you got what it was strider versus verlander which on paper you know you expected you know both those guys to go six seven innings maybe give up a run or two and the bullpens would decide the game by the end of it it was not the case at all i mean there were you know Braves scored three runs immediately and the mets answer were like five strider gives up like eight runs um yeah eight runs over four innings verlander Four run or five total runs, four earned over three. So it was uh, it was ugly, all around, uh, pitching wise. But yeah, it was just back and forth, back and forth. And the Braves for the third night in a row overcame a three run deficit and truly put the Mets in their place and confirmed what we said last week that the Mets are not serious people. No, they're 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 in a tough place right now, man. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's worse off after the Braves season uh, series, not just like the historically bad losses on back-to-back-to-back nights, but then also arguably their only hitter on the team. <laughs> well, yeah, Alonzo was Alonso, out. Alonzo, now he's out till July. so Because of that hit-by-pitch by Morton. Morton. Yeah. yeah, so tough time to be a Mets fan, but you know, yeah. st- still a very good time to be a Braves fan. Great time to be a Braves fan, uh, despite a current two-game skid they're on. But they did win their last series against uh, – <clears throat> against Washington. Before we talk about that, though, the, the, the back and forth of this game was so crazy. You know, just homer after homer after homer. run. the Braves hit, let's see how many home runs they hit. Darno had one. Ozuna had one. Arcia, Albies, Riley. That's five homers. Um, you know, the Mets had, I think, three, but they scored a bunch of runs just in general, obviously, with 10, 10 runs scored. But it was just this back and forth thing. And even though the Mets were, like, consistently up for the most part – it felt like as long as as it was within four runs of the way runs were scoring, uh, that the Braves could come back. I mean, the only time, the only inning there wasn't any runs scored was the seventh inning. So every inning, at least one run was scored on, you know, either the Mets side or the Braves side or both for the most part. That's what it was. So what a what a game. And Arcia tying the game at the end was amazing. A lot of people, Mets fans, were pissed off because – I heard this on the radio. I was going all over the place. I went home. I had to go back out again. So I heard the Arcia homer on the radio. But a lot of Mets fans were pissed off saying Arcia broke the plane. Um, and that should have been the third strike before he hit his uh, before he hit his game-tying home run in the ninth inning. Well, no. W- that is true. But it was we also, like, the, the at-bat before Ozuna had an unbelievable at-bat. I think it was down 0-2, battled back yeah. to 3-2. And then they just called a terrible – 
terrible strike three that would have been ball four. It sounded like Joe Simpson sounded like someone insulted his daughter or something. And he was just like, no, no, that's not right. He was just going nuts. Well, it's just such a shame because I love Radio Joe. I I do hate the umpires having such an impact either way because it's just like such a crazy back and forth game and like. You know, I think it was David Robertson was the pitcher there. Yeah, Robertson like, was pitching. You know, tough out, especially in that situation. Like, so to have Ozuna, who's like, you know, notoriously we see him as a flailer, just like battle to like get back in that at bat and then draw the walk and then it goes the other then way. Then he gets screwed over. Obviously, yeah. it worked out better for us with the Arcia home run, but right. who knows what happened Right, Ozuna's The on universe first. riot itself a little bit in that, yeah. in that moment. Um, and then, you know, when I saw Iglesias – at that point, I got back home. I saw Iglesias, you know, shut shut the door down on the Mets in the uh, in the tenth. I was like, "We got, the, like, we're gonna win." Like that was their chance to do something. We're gonna win. Ozzy walks it off with a three run homer. That was a no doubter. Just like immediately, you knew that was a fucking home run. So that was what a crazy ass game. Um, I would love to have, to talk to someone who's been who went to that game and just what it was like the whole time. Yep. Uh, what 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 a, what a night. That was one of those. I feel like that. I mean, that game ended pretty late. Yeah, you know, being such a high-scoring affair, and that's one of those where, you know, normally that's past my bedtime. Graham, I know you're a little more of a night owl than I me, am. but me, like 11 p.m., I'm Lights out. out. Yeah. But this one, I'm just like too fired up. I was oh, like, yeah. I need, I need Braves content. Yeah, <laughs> I need to just kind of <laughs> stay up afterwards and watch Braves. Yeah, live for and a I need to kind of yeah. think through this whole game and yeah. like. Uh, look at Twitter for Frank the Tank. See what he's screaming about. He had an epic, epic rant. Where he basically <laughs> cried and ripped his shirt up. It's, uh, Heartless, gutless, loses. It was a fun one. You got all these Mets media people declaring the season's over. It's so funny how sensational they are. Think about it last year. You know when the Mets were up what ten and a half over Atlanta. You know, they declare that, you know, one guy declares the NL East over. They had Sal Licata. Sal Licata, He's yeah. the one that declared it over this year. Yeah. And it's going to the Braves. So it's like, hopefully that's not the kiss of death. But, uh, you know, it's it's still, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, what I really like about the last two years with the Mets is that they are good again, even though they're having a bad time right now. Like, they won 100 games last year. They were, they were good. We fought tooth and nail against them to win the division in the last series of the year. Having the Mets be a rival again just takes me back to being a kid when the Mets were always on our ass, especially in the 99 year where we had to fight them off uh, to win the division. And then, you know, Chipper hit like three home runs in a game at the end of the year. And then we also beat them in NLCS when Eddie Perez was just had the best series of his life. Um, that went like six games and that was amazing. Um, but th- that was such like a good rivalry. And then the Mets and Braves kind of diverted at that point. Um, I remember the Mets went to the World Series the next year, and they were competitive. And then when the Braves started to fall off a little bit in the mid-2000s, the Mets, you know, were good. And then we haven't been good at the same time for a while is the point I'm trying to make, like really good, like contending teams. Um, so it's been good the last couple of years to have this renewed rivalry. And there's shit talking on, you know, on the Mets side with Pete Alonso and and whatnot, and Sal Licata, even though he's not a Met, he might as well be, you know, so it's just, it's been, uh, it's been fun to, to witness this rivalry be reborn, and I kind of hope the Mets get it together a little bit, I really, I enjoy hating them a lot more than I enjoy hating, like, Washington, or the Phillies, or the Marlins, um, really enjoy hating the Mets more than any of those guys, and it's been so long since I've been able to do that. Yeah, that's fair, I mean, it's, the biggest thing is, you know, New York, Atlanta, we've got that 
rivalry like with the Hawks and Knicks now a little yeah. bit as well and mm-hmm. just all the money they're spending and all that it's just it's a classic rivalry yeah north versus south yeah and we have the same thing with the Yankees even though they kicked kicked our ass in two world series that's still the ultimate redemption Adam we got to beat the Yankees at some point in the world series even though none of the players that played in those either one of those world series are still around at least playing um I need that I need that I need that redemption especially for 96 the history runs deep yeah um. So yeah. So moving on, the Braves took two or three from the Nationals, and also still came back in what two of those games to win. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny the, the the game Friday was like uh, AJ Smith Schauber got his first start. He looked good. P- pitched pretty well. I, I I think he he is um he's he's someone that I feel like especially because that was like his first start right and like he did great against Arizona. And similarly, he was not scared. He had a little issues with command. Like his ball to strike ratio was pretty much even, but he competed. He pitched. He did well. And for a guy making his first start in front of a sellout crowd, I thought he did a really good job. And I don't think it was his best stuff. Like he only, no. he only had two strikeouts. Didn't have like the high spin rate that he's used to. No. So I, I could see him getting better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's like rest of the season rotation guy, but it's an exciting piece to watch right yeah. now. Yeah, he's filling a hole right now, and he's doing a good job. Mike Soroka back in AAA. He had a great outing his first time back, so let's not sleep on that kid either. No. I know he wasn't ready now, but that does not mean he's not going to get ready. He will be back before the end of the year, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, yeah, that was, that was a good game. It was the most casual comeback I've ever seen. Like, it was, like, especially after <laughs> yeah after Thursday night, like, Friday night. There, like, there was just some defensive miscues by the Nationals in the eighth inning. But, like, once again, we're putting the ball in play. Yeah, they did have a couple of weird... It felt like just yeah predetermined that we would win this game. Yeah, especially when we were down like 2-1. to one, I was like, we're going to come back. Yeah. We're going to come back, and we did. Sure enough, we did. Yeah. Arcia was in the middle of it again. Arcia, man. How valuable. Is Leading the National League, uh, he's the top vote-getter in the All-Star for shortstops right now. Oh, for shortstops. I was about to say, Acuna, I know, was leading the overall vote, even over Otani. But that's pretty crazy, though. Uh, that is crazy, and, you know... I think he deserves it. I think another guy, I mean, people who listen to the show know we don't really give a shit that much about, like, all, like it doesn't, like, validate anything. It's cool. It doesn't make you any better than what you are. Like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, you're an all-star appearance. That means, like, you're on this higher plane of existence. It's like, no, you're either, like, a really good player or you're not. Like, RC is playing at a level where he deserves respect, whether or not he's an all-star. But I think it's great that he's getting support because um, I know that's a big boon for, for, for a guy. And it's also good exposure for the team overall to have more players on the national stage. Um, yeah, that's that's nuts. I did not realize he was the top vote-getter at shortstop. Yeah, I think Dansby's like fifth. And, you know, a lot of it, like some of it is, yes, Braves country rolls deep. Yeah. Well, I thought show I, up and vote, but we, yeah. don't, we don't vote for, like, everybody, you know? like Recently, we've had really good all-star voting. I would say. Yeah. I, mean, I remember Acuna made it last year, and he wasn't having a very good season. Like, I would say since 2019, the Braves have had really good, good All-Star. Right, voting. but, like, I mean, like, there's other, like, you look at this current team, and, like, the, the guys that are leading their positions, Murphy, Arcia, and Acuna, you can make a very easy argument for that being legitimate. Like, yeah, that's valid. Like Olsen's, like, second or third in the National League at first base, but that's, that's about where he probably belongs. Yeah, I mean, he hits home runs. So, so. Fre- Freddie, Freddie has a big lead on him. Um, well, Freddie's having a great year. So, but yeah, I mean, Olson should be up there as well. If you're a WRC plus guy, which I think you are, Graham. You no, know I don't. I don't like W. I mean, I get it. 
what I think the there's weighted weighted runs created. I'm just regurgitating stuff I see. Yeah, I don't. I'm about to reveal my ignorance here, but I don't really get that. I don't get the weighted run stuff. It's like I remember reading like battery power does a great job of breaking all this stuff down. But they do it in such a heavy, detailed way that I'm like, I don't have time for like I gotta like dedicate some time to like really understand this, and I don't feel like doing it. So I don't. You need a long stretch of unemployment in order to really exactly get into maybe WRC that'll come plus. up soon. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it does. Then you know, in, in August or something, maybe I'll really understand. Well, that'd WRC be great for the plus. podcast. It would be. I could actually have you know something to say other than drunken ramblings. But um, we were talking about all star stuff. Yeah, um, we came back against the Nationals. Took two of three. Disappointing game on Sunday. But uh, you know, Zuna continues to do well. Adam um, had another home run. During that Saturday game, Acuna is just on another planet. The guy is going to win the MVP this year, hands down. He is. He is. He and Otani are the best players in baseball right now. I, I hate getting that whole thing. Who is actually the best? You know, it's all subjective. Who? Cares? I mean, they're both amazing players, but I think they're the two best players on the planet right now. Otani is a freak and uh, can pitch at a high level and hit at a high level. And Acuna is just like the most pure all-around baseball player I've seen in some time. Chipper even said on the broadcast he's the most talented Brave he's ever seen. Um, so that just goes a long way to just, you know, further validate Acuna. I mean, there's nothing you can say that's that's a hole in this guy's game right now. Great defense, stealing – he's going to – he might have – how many stolen bases do I think he's going to have? I think he's almost got 30 right now or he might have 30. He's going to have damn 55, 60 stolen bases by the time the season's over. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be a 40-40 guy, assuming yeah. he stays healthy. Yeah, we still have another month till the All-Star break, and he's at like 30 stolen bases right now. Yeah, He can have 40 stolen bases by the All-Star break, and it's insane. Yeah, he's fully taken advantage of the new rules yeah. in terms of pitchers only being able to throw over twice in the bigger bases. Yeah, I think even if those he's rules weren't crazy. in place, he would probably have 15 stolen bases at least, if yeah. not more. So, yeah. I mean, he's just... No, he, he's been... Next level. Yeah. 560 slugging, 399 on base, all elite stuff. Three and a half war already. He's He might have like a seven or eight war a year. I mean, we haven't, you know, that was a regular thing when like Miggy Cabrera was an absolute stud and Mike Trout, you know, when they were going back and forth winning MVPs in the AL and sort of like the mid-2013s, 14-15 era, um, 20-teens, I guess I should call it. Like they were always in that like seven and a half, eight war range. And we've got this – this is the first time, really, in a long time that we've got like a guy who has who is this who's this good. I mean, it's, it's a special thing. I think I think we just we take it for granted, though. I mean, it's interesting on this show. Like I've noticed um, doing it, it's like we don't talk about Acuna as much as we should probably, just because we expect this kind of stuff from him. And when he does it, it's like, yeah, that's what we expect. You know, the hype has always been he's going to be the best player in baseball. Well, hey, we're we're getting it right now and. It's time to like appreciate true greatness that we're witnessing as fans. And he's just so, so unbelievably locked in. I was watching last night his at bat in the fifth inning where you can tell the pitcher just has nothing to mm-hmm. get him out. Like mm-hmm. a, Ronnie is all over every single pitch, and the pitcher's just like crossing his fingers and hoping that he's going right. to just miss it. Yeah. And he whacks a double to the right center field gap. And that's the thing. He's go like he's not pull happy like he was last year. He's taking his singles when he needs to. Yeah. Um, he's going straight ahead, and you've seen a lot of home runs to right field. And 
you know, he's got like what? 10 homers over like 430 feet or yeah, something crazy like him. that. It's like when he hits a home run, it's like, it's a no doubter. Yeah. Like, it ain't, you know, it's, it's never a question of, is that going to be gone? It's like, how far is it going to go? So, um, yeah, it's really just outstanding stuff. There's not, not enough we can, we can say about Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, Ozuna gets hit last night. Will cause for concern. Uh, apparently a contusion not a break so that's good news but he was in a lot of pain last night after getting the uh after getting hit by a pitch early in the game yeah there's update today that he's day-to-day so hopefully dodged a bullet there which you know it would be a shame since he's been just tearing the cover off the ball since mid-may he's up to like 16 homers 17 homers he's like in the top yeah he's definitely top 10 13 home runs yeah tied for 20th what okay um, but that doesn't take away <laughs> any exaggerated a little let, bit. Let, let's, let's just break down Marcelo Zuna a little bit. And April Adam, 55 at bats. He was five for 55 with eight walks hitting 091 with 206 on base and a 218 slugging percentage in May, 91 at bats, 27 hits, nine homers, 20 ribbies, uh, 297, 360, 626 slugging percentage with a 986 OPS. In June, he's been even better. 414, 485 on base, 724 slugging with a insane 1.209 OPS. Marcelo Zuna has found something, and I think it comes from – you were talking about it earlier during the Mets game where he was unfortunately uh, struck out when he should have drawn a walk. But he just works the count more, and he's staying back on these uh, on these off-speed pitches. He's not being fooled by them anymore. That was the biggest thing with Marcelo, even in that 2020 season when he was so good. It was still like if you threw him enough off speed pitches, he was he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna last. But he saw a lot of fastballs and he took advantage of that. He's always been a great fastball hitter. But now you're starting to see him take balls the other way, not just hitting home runs all the time. There was um I can't remember if yeah, it was during the Nationals series. There was an at bat late in the game, I think on Friday, where it was just an inside pitch. He got sawed off a little bit, but he, you know, didn't try to pull it, took it the other way. And found a gap. Like he's finding gaps. He's hitting for power. He's walking also, which is which is great. And you know he's just really found something. And I'm happy to know that he's not going to hopefully miss a lot of time. But I think the Braves shouldn't rush him back. You can DH Darno and or Murphy or whatever whoever wants to catch that day um, can catch, and whoever wants to DH can DH. So it's not like the biggest loss in the world. But he has been very pivotal this team's success over the last month and some change now it's wild he's got a the only people on the team with a higher slugging percentage than him right now are sean murphy and ronald Cunha jr yeah so he's like legit you know one of our top four hitters right now yeah and i you know i'll eat crow i I did not think this was possible i didn't think the braves thought it was possible either honestly like i think if it wasn't for the salary they would have dumped his ass i think he was days away from getting dropped yeah and then he just starts to turn it around People have kind of just been talking about Eaton Crow from like all the big offseason storylines. It was how have the Braves not dropped Marcel? How are we going into the season with Arcia? Arcia is our shortstop. Oh, mm-hmm. And there was, oh man, what was the third one? There was a third huge talking line. I mean, maybe it was just the Murphy. The Sean yeah, it's like, why are you getting Sean Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got a good baseball man in place. I, we need to lock him into place for a long time. Who? Anthopolis. 
Yeah, I don't know what his contract. I think he's got two or three more years left on his contract. But yeah, I, I mean, he, he, I think he has earned the keys, the keys to the kingdom for as long as he wants them. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, last night, Graham, that was that was a bit of a bummer. Braves were just cruising the entire game. They're up five-one on the Tigers going into the ninth after your boy Michael Harris hit a home run. He had a great game last night. Last week or so. He's been good. He's been really he's, good. He's again. coming around. This is excellent news. Um, just really, really strengthens the lineup if he's going. But Iglesias just was not good. Yeah. So Nick Anderson gave up one in the eighth. And then Iglesias comes in. You know, I think he walked the leadoff hitter. They, yeah. were, they were just all over him. Yeah, he got in some... Although, in fairness, he almost got that double play at one point when it was still 5-4. to four. If the ball had just been hit a little harder, we wouldn't even probably wouldn't even be having this discussion. But, yeah. Five did. five hits in the inning. Yeah, it wasn't good. Couldn't get out of it. Yeah. I don't know why Rosario was out in left instead of Pilar or... Hilliard. Hilliard. Yeah. You know, that, that looked like a catchable ball that, you know, ended up... Rosario's done game. this a couple of times. There was a game I went to recently. I was against L.A., it's the last game I went to. I remember texting you. I don't think you got back to me. But there's this ball that Rosario was like in left field again where it was like, could he have caught that? Because I was in left field, so it was kind of hard to tell because I'm like watching the ball, and I just see it like fall in front of him. I'm like, why the fuck didn't he get that? Yeah. I don't think he's the best defensive outfielder in the world. We know this. Yeah. But I think in critical late-game situations, he should be pinched if he's playing. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that, you know, the Tigers tied it up from there. And um, Jimenez had some bad luck in the ninth, in the tenth inning. You know, there was a ridiculous popped-up bunt mm -hmm. that Austin just horribly misread and ended up not getting any outs at all. And then he gave up a sack fly, and that's right. all That's all that's it takes. It. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially but it, a ghost runner. It was good to say after we were talking shit about Jimenez last week, he had a couple really good outings. Yes, and, including uh, that the big game against game the Mets. Game on Thursday, pitched two innings, so... I mean, last night he was popping 97. I haven't seen him throw 97 all year. Yeah, he was doing that in the Mets game, too. Like, he was throwing 97, 98 on the corner. So, maybe maybe he is going to be a weapon after all. Yeah, I hope so. He really – yeah, we, we definitely need him. Getting so a little confidence. It's, so. Uh, it's encouraging to see his recent outings for sure. We're not going to get too upset over the loss of the Tigers. I saw a good meme today. It was about um, – it was Jonah Hill and Moneyball. Mm -hmm. Like, in front of a whiteboard, he's like, the Atlanta Braves. They're the best team in the major leagues. Their only fault is that they play just awful against the worst team in the American it really, League. Yeah, it really, like, <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. It's like the Tigers suck, Oakland sucks. Like, these are two teams that are out of it. And uh, we just cannot – it's like we play down the competition or something. It's weird. We should have won that game. And hopefully this game right now is in a rain delay. If it happens, hopefully we just take care of business when these next two games. We should – on paper beat Detroit so it is certainly a real thing I mean Detroit had like a nine game losing streak coming into this or something but the Nationals had a big losing streak by the time they beat us I think they lost like six or seven in a row so you know being the best one of the best teams in the league everyone's going to give you their best effort yeah everyone it, everyone is amped to play you yeah and eventually you're going to have a stinker you know like especially with how well the Braves have played since they are you know starting with the Arizona series just kicking ass um, you know, you're going to eventually have a letdown. Baseball is such a long, long-ass season. I mean, we've got to keep in mind, too, you know, we've only played, what, 60-something games, 66 games or something like that. So, got a lot of time. Yeah. Can't split hairs over 
you know, one loss to Detroit, a couple losses to Oakland, et cetera. Um, Bryce Elder, Adam, are the Crows coming home to roost? We've talked, you know, I, we, you know, we've had discussions all year about how his hard hit rate percentage has always been up, but it's always been, you know, his balls usually go into the ground. The balls are starting to fly now uh, a little bit on, on Bryce. Four home runs in his last four starts. Uh, his last two starts have been pretty ugly against Washington and the Mets. So what are you thinking with Bryce Elder? Are you concerned or is it just a little bump in the road? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's just a pump in the road. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not going to be worried yet. He's still been a workhorse for us, so yeah. Well, uh, something to keep an eye on, though. Yeah, it's a little concerning seeing that we're starting to see, yeah, more balls get elevated on him. So it's just something to uh, keep in mind, um, especially in the Mets series. You know, normally we talk about how we compared a few weeks ago his ground ball to fly ball ratio. Um, right now. In the last couple starts, you know, it's been normally he gets a lot of ground balls compared to fly balls against the Mets, three ground balls to 10 fly balls, Washington, 13 ground balls, to nine fly balls. So it's like those numbers are starting to even out a little bit. Um, I, I'm not going to wig out over two starts. He's been very good the whole year, but it is something worth monitoring. I think with, with elder is, you know, could it also be a fatigue thing? You know, this is the most, you know, he's been starting you know, since the beginning of the year, you know, we're now getting into month three. Is he starting to hit a little bit of a wall mentally, physically? I don't know. Like it's maybe not worth speculating over, but it's also just, it goes back to my point about question marks around guys in the rotation. And this was one, it's just like, you don't know what, there's not a big enough track record to know what to expect from Bryce Elder. So I am my, 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 my antennas, my radar, whatever you want to say, is up a little bit on him, but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, he's still working, you know, or anything like that. But it's like, okay, we're starting to see what we feared maybe potentially starting to happen. So, I mean, it's really just two starts and you were, you were going to be instantly on Bryce Elder if it starts to go a little south. Cause the Mets, the Mets game was just one inning and he gutted back and pitched like three scoreless after the one inning. So this start against the nationals. Yeah. That he looked poor there. Yeah, but like he honestly impressed me in the in the Mets game. Coming back from yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Adam, I think that's it for this week. There's nothing going on with the with the Falcons. Um, nothing worth talking. Nothing, about. nothing worth talking. Not to diminish Avery Williams' season ending injury, but yeah, it's not like. Uh, you know, we like him as a return guy. It sucks for him. Hopefully, he can come back next year. But it's not like huge news. We're not going to get into the signing of Carlos Davis. You know, another depth piece on the defensive line. Hawks, nothing's going on because uh, the NBA Finals just wrapped up last night. The Denver Nuggets win, which I like. It was nice having a team that isn't like Boston, L.A. I know NBA wanted Boston and L.A. so bad to be the Finals matchup, but I'm, I'm glad Denver won. I like uh, Jokic, and I hate the Heat, so good for Denver. Denver's never won a Finals before, so uh, good for them. Yeah, I didn't realize Jokic. Jokic? Jokic, probably Jokic. Jokic was a um, like second round pick. Yeah, so like now he's like 42, the best player in the league. Forty three overall. It's insane. Must be nice. Yeah, to hit like that for real. Uh, yeah, whoever drafted him is like a secret genius. But that's all we got, really. Nothing too. You know, that's the the problem with doing a show like five days after your last show is like not not a ton has happened. So but that's okay. Yeah. We're about to enter the dog days of summer. Some Adam. people do these podcasts every day. Every Graham. day, like a bunch of psychos. Yeah. They really break it down. So I thought that was pretty good. I think it was pretty good. What do you guys think? I guess let us know or don't. 
Just keep listening. Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> we know we know people are out there. Just, but you know, our audience is very much like us, Adam. Do you comment on a lot of the shit that uh, your the podcast that you listen to? You like reach out to them and say, "How are things going? No, I like this episode." No, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. All right. We've had a couple people reach out that we actually don't know, which has been cool over the years. Years ago. Yeah, yeah it hasn't happened in a while. Right, but, right. You know. <laughs> well, there's too many podcasts out. Way too many podcasts. We're competing with a lot more people now. Yeah, we, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Six years. Yeah, no, very yeah. long time. Yeah. Well, that's it, folks. Um, we could ramble all day, but we will let you go. Thanks for listening. Hope you're well. Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.